A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Farm Bill governs policy in many areas related to the agricultural sector, including farm income support, food assistance, trade conservation, and much more. We are due for a new Farm Bill in 2023. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Helping to support farmers at this level is Mike Strands. He is the Vice President of Advocacy for the National Farmers Union. He is helping to lobby for key issues to those who are the key negotiators of the upcoming Farm Bill. The 2023 Farm Bill is going to be led by the lead Republican and lead Democrat on both the House and Senate Agriculture Committees. So in the Senate, the chairwoman is almost certainly going to be Debbie Stabenow. This will be her third Farm Bill in a leadership role. She's from Michigan. On the Republican side in the Senate, John Bozeman from Arkansas will be the ranking member, likely. Meanwhile, on the House side, there's been a little bit of a change with uh, Congressman Glenn G.T. Thompson from Pennsylvania has been selected as the chairman for the coming Congress. This is after Republicans took control of the House. And then the likely ranking member of the House Agriculture Committee, so the top Democrat, is expected to be David Scott from Georgia. So those four will be the lead negotiators. Of course, there's plenty of dozens of members of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees who will play a big role in all of this. And depending on the issue, some senators or some members of Congress will rise up to the top to be part of the negotiations there. I'm expecting we'll hear a lot from Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey, Senator Amy Klobuchar, and Senator Tina Smith, both from Minnesota, play a big role. Chuck Grassley, Senator from Iowa, does as well. So there's going to be people that step up here and there in the farm bill process, and uh, there's going to be plenty of ways to negotiate and push ahead. So the one thing I noticed as you were listing off these names, none of them are from Wisconsin. So what is Wisconsin's influence for the 2023 farm bill? At the moment, and this could change, but there aren't any members of the House or Senate agriculture committees from Wisconsin. However, two members of the Wisconsin delegation play some pretty important roles. Senator Tammy Baldwin is the chair of the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Agriculture. So when it comes to funding programs that are subject to appropriations, Senator Baldwin controls that. That's a huge job and gives a lot of influence to Wisconsin. Similarly, Congressman Mark Pocan from the Madison area is uh, the third ranking Democrat on the House Appropriations Subcommittee for Agriculture. So there's ways to speak up there. And of course, even if members aren't on the committees that consider the Farm Bill, they've got friends who do, and they can make connections that way. So Wisconsin still has a good, strong influence on Farm Bill policies. Now let's go into the baseline trends. Can you talk about what those are and the trends you have seen over the years from past Farm Bills to the 2023 Farm Bill? So when we're talking about the Farm Bill and baseline, what we're talking about is the funding. And a change in baseline funding means either an increase or a decrease from what the bill would cost if it was reauthorized as is for 10 years. So any changes uh, to funding is the baseline that we're considering here. Over the years, farm bills have had more baseline, they've had less baseline, or they've had the same amount. I'm expecting, and I, I think a lot of observers in Washington would say that the next farm bill is likely to have the same or less baseline than the current one. That seems to be due to the spending that's gone on in the last couple of years that Congress might not be 
in the mood to do more big spending packages like that. So it sounds like we'll have an even or a decreased baseline for the 2023 Farm Bill. What are the Farm Bill priorities moving forward of Wisconsin Farmers Union, National Farmers Union, but other ag organizations as well? How do those positions compare? This is the time in the Farm Bill process where there's lots of organizational statements about what needs to get done, what the priorities are for any number of groups. So for National Farmers Union, we've identified four areas of priority. The four topics are adding a competition title to the next farm bill so that markets can be fair and competitive for farmers. And another is to improve the farm safety net for family farmers and ranchers to make sure there's resources there to reflect the changing market realities with higher input costs and things like that. And then there's also a special point in the National Farmers Union priorities on growth management for dairy to make sure that family dairy farms are protected against a market that's increasingly stacked against them. Finally, of our four priorities, the last one is on conservation and climate. With the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, there was a historic investment in climate programs and conservation programs. We need to build on that in the next farm bill. So those are the four points, but other groups have put out their own priorities as well. We've heard from a lot of other farm groups that want to protect crop insurance and to make sure that there are disaster programs to respond in tough times. We've heard from nutrition groups that want to make sure that the supplemental nutrition assistance program is strong and responsive. Conservation groups, we've heard from rural development entities, you name it, people are sounding off. What big questions need to be answered in order to determine the potential success of the 2023 Farm Bill. Some of the things that remain to be seen is if the Farm Bill will be split. The last two Farm Bills, there has been an effort to break apart the nutrition programs from the farm programs in the Farm Bill. Politically speaking, doing that is a really bad idea because it helps to have more votes. And if you've got farm interests without the backing of nutrition group interests, it's hard to piece together 218 votes in the House and 51 votes in the Senate or 60 votes in the Senate depending on what the circumstances are. It needs to be together. And by building a broader and stronger farm bill coalition, that's how we get it done. A couple other points that we'll need to keep in mind is if there will be enough baseline to go around with all these priorities on disaster assistance or on increasing reference prices in farm safety net programs. And then on climate, with Inflation Reduction Act spending on climate, there's probably going to be an effort to continue that momentum in the farm bill. So how we can include climate priorities will be a big plus. What is happening? with field hearings and preparation for the 2023 Farm Bill, that process so far, as well as then moving forward. And what type of support are you getting from legislature? The chairman of the House Agriculture Committee, Congressman Thompson from Pennsylvania, announced that the first field hearing of 2023 will be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, uh, the first week of January. So he's picking up right where things have been left off. There have already been probably, well, a few dozen Farm Bill-related hearings over the last couple years, including some big field hearings uh, across the country over the summer. Granted, there will be some new members of the Agriculture Committees and new members of Congress, so they haven't heard this yet. It'll be good to get them up to speed quickly so that the process as far as passing a farm bill can start in earnest in the springtime. What are your next steps now in your role into preparing for the 2023 farm bill and sharing the message? National Farmers Union is a grassroots organization, and NFU takes its lead from the states. That will inform the national policy process that NFU delegates will consider at our national convention the principles identified there will then lead the work that we do in the government relations and advocacy department at NFU 
and our team of policy experts and lobbyists will be reaching out to Capitol Hill and to USDA and other parts of the administration to make sure that these priorities that individual family farmer members of Farmers Union brought up get to be part of the next farm bill and elsewhere in farm policy. What are your thoughts on changes to the federal milk marketing order and how that is going to play a role into the 2023 farm bill? Federal order reform is a big part of what Dairy Together, the effort that Wisconsin Farmers Union members have led on for dairy policy reform and uh, making changes to FFMO work so that prices are more reflective and responsive to market influences while ensuring that independent individual family farmers and dairy could make a living and can do well. So I think there's going to be some priorities in the next Farm Bill platform that relate to pressing the issue on order reform. There's probably also going to be efforts to change the way in which there's referenda that go on in the dairy pricing and policy world. And that's also, of course, on top of the work that Wisconsin Farmers Union has led on growth management in dairy. And uh, hopefully all those together can make some meaningful and lasting changes. What does cattle market transparency look like and where is it going? The last two years have been an extremely important and filled with progress, I'd say, when it comes to legislation to bring more transparency and openness into cattle markets, which are becoming increasingly opaque. The Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act, that bill represents a lot of progress. Right now, kind of in its last possible time where it might be able to be included in legislative packages that pass yet this year. Even if it doesn't, the next farm bill will be a great time to bring some of these ideas up again. So if we have a more transparent marketplace, independent farmers and ranchers will be able to get a fair price for their cattle. You know, we look at how the markets have changed across the country and with the increase in contract sales and not open markets like we see in the southern Great Plains or in the West. It's a very different marketplace than in the the upper Great Plains and the the Midwest here. We need to have that openness. Otherwise, we're going to see cattle markets go the way that pork and poultry markets have. And that, I think we can agree, has not been all good. That was Mike Strands, Vice President of Advocacy for the National Farmers Union. To stay up to date with upcoming hearings and policy discussions, visit nfu.org slash policy. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.